JK Podcast is brought to you by CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. A symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling expressed through street fashion. Make sure to use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and receive yourself a sweet 10% off your entire order from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carefield here on the JNK Podcast, powered by the Gorilla Position and the Roar Network. Another week has come and gone here, Carl, and as you just kind of heard here, lots kind of happening around the podcast. Things are, are picking up steam significantly around here, as you, as you heard. Now part of the Roar Network. Yeah, I mean, part of the Roar Network, it is moving forward. I mean, I, I, I wish I could have a lot more that I could say about it right now, but I mean, I, the best that we can say is that it's it's moving forward and things are, are, are picking up steam and very soon we're going to be letting you guys know a little bit more about the Roar Network and all it is going to have to entail. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot to, to talk about with that, but... In the meantime, there has been quite a bit happening around the wrestling business. Uh, some strange things, some fun things, some uh, some strange things. Uh, but we'll get to, to some of the kind of the highlights. But before we uh, get into all that, Emma, this is actually going to tie into uh, our first topic for the day here. Let's learn how to survive a dog attack. What to do if you're attacked by a dog? So, you're enjoying your morning run in the park before work, and then suddenly, a stray dog runs up to you, looking like it's ready to attack you. Well, what should you do in a situation like this? Should you run? Should you fight? Should you give him a dog biscuit? That might be a good idea. Give him something else to munch on. Here are the most helpful recommendations of experts on how to keep yourself safe from dogs or what to do if you're attacked. Who is at risk? Most of the time, joggers, cyclers, and other fast-moving people get attacked. The thing is, dogs react to movement, and it triggers a chase instinct. Plus, they may consider some area theirs, and if you trespass in their property, they might try to protect it. So, what to do if you see that a dog is ready to attack you? Part 1. Avoiding the attack so there we go with a, a little bit uh, on that, uh, what to do when a dog uh, is set to attack you. You can actually go on uh, YouTube and uh, see some of that for yourself. Uh, type in uh, how to survive a dog attack. And the reason why we're, we're bringing this up here is uh, very recently, Mr. Shinsuke Nakamura, no other way to put it, was attacked by a dog. He was bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 100% legit. He got bit by a dog. Wow. Now, the, uh, actually, I have the official statement, actually, from uh, the police department uh, where this happened. Because this was uh, on uh, May, June 25th that this was put out here. Officers of the Bakersfield Police uh, Department Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team, that's a mouthful, uh, were conducting a protective sweep of uh, the arena in the area for the uh, WWE Live SummerSlam Heatwave Tour. And uh, during this sweep, uh, which consisted of an explosive detection trained canine team and bomb technicians, they entered the area where the uh, employee in question, Mr. Shinsuke Nakamura, was present. And the canine entered the room to sweep for the presence of any explosive material, and he got bit. 
I wonder what he had on him. <sighs> they 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 gave him treatment right away, and you know, I wish I could tell you that there was more to it than that, but there really isn't. He was basically just in the wrong place at the wrong time, seemingly, and he got bit. And it's it's odd because <laughs> most of the time, those dogs really will only attack when uh, that when they actually detect something, right? Um, so yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's it's so a huge time. mystery, but yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. got attacked by a police dog. You know, it, it, as odd as this might kind of sound, I mean, and it looks like they're doing a little bit of it, I hope that they do a bit more, is that it's almost, I won't say like busting in disguise, but it's, you can, there's there's a perfect opportunity to weave that into like a storyline or to use that to your benefit to further what's what's going on there, right? Yeah, it may, it may seem like misfortune, which obviously it is, but, you know, you can kind of use it to your advantage to weave it into the storyline. That's where some of the real kind of gold stuff can happen with, uh, you know, WWE and that kind of stuff. Definitely it is. And I, I can't remember exactly who it was or where I was. I was, oh, I think it was on um, Aftermath TV, which mm. is shown up here in Canada um, after or before SmackDown. Uh, they have a panel of four people that are all around. And one of those people is Anthony Corelli, mm-hmm. uh, formerly known as Santino Morella. And Santino was saying that something that, that he really likes and really enjoys nowadays is that we are able to see the differentiations between the pro wrestler and their job and their real life mm-hmm. from different stuff that, you know, the WWE has been doing on the network with the WWE 24 and, and, and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this just kind of really ties into it as well. We're looking at now we have a real life situation that happened to a person who, and I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura is Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, that's, that's, that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. But Shinsuke Nakamura is a character on TV. So now this real life situation character on TV, why not kind of bring it together a little bit at least, you know, and, and make some sort of storyline out of it, you know, saying, you know, Oh, somebody, you know, planted something on me and that's why the dog attacked me. And then you got a feud going, (laughs) right. Or, you know, this person called the, the cops to come in because they knew that, you know, because they wanted to set me up or, or something like, and then you get a feud going, right. So it's a good opportunity. Now we'll definitely find out if WWE is listening to us or not, because if they are, then they're going to go with that storyline that we've just given them. Yeah, no kidding. And, and, you know, this this can be good. It can be bad as well. I mean, historically, and we have this situation now. We've had um, Matt Hardy, uh, Edge, and Lita, that uh, whole triangle thing, which is ba- kind of based off of something that, that actually happened. You know, and, and that actually ended up being a good feud. A time where maybe it wasn't so good when they did the whole uh, uh, deal with uh, with Charlotte, uh, Ric Flair, and then uh, the situation with uh, Charlotte's brother and the, the family stuff. That was a time where maybe it wasn't such a good idea. You know, so not every idea is going to be obviously a, a hit. You know, but um, and sometimes it can cross the line. But uh, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff and whatnot, I mean, you don't really know that line until you cross over it. So in WWE, you know, historically. Is known for kind of doing that sometimes, and it kind of is what it is. It's the pro wrestling business. It's it. Not everything's going to be a winner of an idea. Definitely not. I mean, the boundaries are always oh, yeah. pushed, right? So, I mean, if this is something that they can do to push the boundaries once again mm-hmm. on this situation, let them do it because they seem to really kind of shine when they do, right? Yeah. Um, like you said, sometimes though, some situations can get a little bit too far and a little bit too kind of hokey mm-hmm. at times. But I, 
I think in this situation, they could really benefit from this and really be able to make something good come out of it. And speaking of, you know, good and bad, hokey, amazing ideas, um, this last episode of Raw, we actually had an opportunity to see at least one of each. And the two situations I'm talking about are Bailey and Sasha going for their counseling session and then Mr. Braun Strowman involved with Mr. Kevin Owens. So I thought, uh, you know, we actually did find the clips. WWE's actually really good at kind of compiling these up into shorter bits so that uh, people like us can actually use them. But uh, let's, uh, we'll kind of maybe do one at a time and we'll, we'll kind of break down. We'll start with, in this case, in my opinion at least, you may disagree with me after we watch this. Let's start off with, I think, the bad. I attacked you, you've been attacking me by the Ladies. Ladies. Good morning. I'm Dr. Shelby and I'm going to be helping guide you through your friendship counseling together. So if you're ready, why don't you follow me into what I like to call the friend zone. Okay. So to start, I call this the friend zone because it's a safe space where the only rules are the seven tenets of friendship. Love. Helping. Joy. Sharing. Time. Honesty. Respect. So... You know, my opinion, I'm not really a fan of this. I mean, it it's kind of has me kind of snickering below my breath kind of type thing. What do you think of that bit? Was that something that was good? Was it uh, or was it just a waste of TV time? I Honestly, I, d- I don't think that it's a waste of TV time. <laughs> um, this was really only one part of it. Um, it would be interesting to see, you know, the the rest of it, maybe, you know, all clipped together in its entirety, mm-hmm. you know, back to back to back um, and to kind of see how it plays out then. But they, they kind of did something like this. I, I think the exact same doctor, Dr. Shelby with uh, Daniel Bryan and Kane. Right. And uh, we all know how that kind of ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of imploded. <laughs> um, but It'll be interesting to see kind of what take they 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 put this through, considering now that it's it's two females as opposed to two males. Mm-hmm. Are they going to kind of bring things down a, a couple of notches with this because it's females, or are they going to step it up a little bit because of this women's revolution that's happening? Mm-hmm. And you know, so uh, it it was very hokey. It was very yeah, whatever. Right, uh, it was. It, it seemed very childish. Very much right. So. Um, so it'll be interesting to see going forward from here now how they build on it and if they can capitalize on what they've done already. Because what happened before with uh, you know Bailey finally kind of lashing out at uh, Sasha uh, at the rain, I thought that that bit was great. You know, finally showed some aggression there. And then to me, this bit feels kind of like a step back from that. You know, maybe, you know, possibly damaging what they did there, but we'll see. You know, maybe uh, maybe this could end up being a good thing, but I think it's a bit of a stumble for this storyline, in my opinion. I, I would have to agree with that statement. Um, it is a bit of a step back. I mean, it, because they made it so cartoonish, I guess, um, 
it, it really does kind of take away from it and, and kind of turned it into a little bit of a crap show. Mm-hmm. But not a crap show was the really, really good thing that, in my personal opinion, happened. And uh, we'll play this clip as well. But to give you a little bit of context leading to it, because I don't want to play you know, necessarily the entire thing, uh, essentially, Kevin Owens gets himself counted out and goes to hide and finds a porta party to hide in. And this is where we pick things up here. Anybody in there? Yeah, go away. Oh no. Oh my god, no! Strowman tipping Mr. Kevin Owens over while inside of a porta potty. What a crappy situation to be in. Now, I, I have kind of a stake in this kind of scenario because I've actually been in this situation. You know, oh. I, I, haven't, uh, I wasn't tipped over by a humongously large wrestler in, in the form of Braun Strowman, but I have been tipped over inside a real porta potty. And like you said, it is a really crappy situation. I'm it sure is, it, it is. It is not fun. But uh, yeah, that was quite the bit, you know. In, in my humble opinion, and I might be maybe making too much of this, but one of the better bits or gags or spots, whatever you want to call it, since uh, you know late attitude era regression. Definitely, it, was it is. It, it, it was good. It hundred percent was good. Um, it kind of takes me back to the days of DX and the Spirit Squad, mm. and uh, you know, crap falling from the ceiling <laughs> on top of them, right? Like no th- th- that was that was good stuff then. Um, and to kind of bring a little bit of that back uh, really takes me back and brings a little bit of nostalgia to me and, and really kind of keeps me involved and invested in this now. Mm-hmm. And you know, hopefully they take that ball and run with it. Maybe, uh, give, maybe give Kevin a chance to turn the tables on, on Strowman. That'd be kind of cool too. I think it would be. Uh, right. A little bit of one-upmanship. Exactly. 
you know, maybe that uh, might require some help from somebody. We'll see. But I'm uh, interested to see where this feud can go, and, and they could do some fun things with it because, you know, Kevin's a hell of a worker, and Strowman's coming into his own now. You know, been the odd kind of thing, like a WrestleMania with the kid and stuff. There's been a few kind of missteps here, in my opinion. But uh, for the most part, you know, they've kept it pretty good with uh, making him, you know, the, the powerful big guy. You know, I, I have strong hopes for this uh, rivalry, and I just hope that they pull it off correctly and uh, build it properly. Because uh, going into, like, extreme roles and whatnot, there's not a whole lot of excitement there so far. So Nope. But in the meantime... Before we get to some more stuff here, we're actually going to take a little bit of a break here, and we are going to hear from some of our past guests and some of our avid endorsers. This is CWE champion Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you're listening to my preferred podcast, the J&K Podcast. Make sure to check us out live on our next tour as CWE presents WWE legend Brutus the Barber Beefcake, October 22nd to November 21st on the Strutman Cutting Tour. This is Ryan Bowman, editor-in-chief of TheGorillaPosition.com, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. All right, guys, and we're back here. So a little word from uh, our friend uh, Danny Duggan, CW, and going along with that, and actually something that we're going to talk a little bit more about, not only are we going to have Bruce the Bar Beefcake, part of this uh, strut and cut and tour, but on top of that, a uh, big announcement recently, Matt Taven from Ring of Honor is going to be a part of this last leg of this tour. Yeah, he definitely is, and wow. it's going to be really cool because we're going to have both <laughs> yeah. Beefcake and Matt Taven here locally in Sault Ste. Marie for the Stratton and Cotton tour that's going to be happening uh, like November, October, November. So I, I'm super excited for that. Like that's that's amazing. It's a uh, it's a day that I'm going to have to take off from work, oh, yeah. but <laughs> definitely it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it, uh, you know, uh, a legend in the business. And, you know, uh, one of the better, if, if, if you don't currently watch Ring of Honor, you know, go sign up for Honor Club or find some other way to watch it. And you'll see him, uh, you know, part of the, the uh, faction called The Kingdom. And uh, does some really good work there. Very good worker in the ring. Very flamboyant character. Kind of similar to Dalton Castle, but kind of toned down kind of a little bit. Yep. But, um, I mean, those two could maybe make a good team at some point. But uh, just somebody that's a great worker, a great character. And, you know, just really you get to see what uh, is good with Ring of Honor there in him. Very, very you know, happy so. for this. Yeah, yeah. And going along with that, of course, just recently, Best in the World happening with Ring of Honor and another great solid pay-per-view from Ring of Honor. They always knock it out of the park. I mean, no matter what they do, they always have an amazing card. They've always got their top stars working their absolute hardest. And it's just amazing to see that it's, it's not a whole bunch of flashy kind of spectacle but it's more focused really on the professional wrestling and the real wrestling that these guys can do Mm -hmm. um so i mean it's it's amazing to see any ring of honor pay-per-view that happens 
They, they actually kick things off with uh, with uh, with Matt Taven and the Kingdom going up against Evil Sonata and Bushi for that uh, six man uh, championship, and just. Like just lots of great spots, lots of one in particular uh, where they uh, actually Sonata tied up Taven and uh, TK Orion. Kind of almost uh, if you go back and watch the Cruiserweight Classic, how Gallagher kind of tied up uh, what's his name in, in the ball there. Yeah, kind of like he did that to both of those guys and did like the double basically drop kick to the uh, to the rear end to both guys. Oh wow! Lots of little spots like that that just uh, you know great wrestling, some funny bits and stuff like that in there. I mean, just a, a great uh, match, and that just that was just the first one to kick things off. You know, the uh, Bully Ray and Flip Gordon um, had a match, and uh, with Cheeseburger and uh, well, not uh, coming out, Cole Cabana actually coming out and uh, keeping uh, Cheeseburger from going through the table, uh, courtesy of Bully Ray there. So that was uh, pretty wild as well. Bully Ray really um, working with a lot of these up and coming talent over in Ring of Honor and helping to kind of uh, get them over. Which is good to see. It definitely is, and I love being able to see uh, Bully Ray still getting into the ring and still being able to do some things, um, even though he's kind of you know gone on the record and said I'm retired from professional wrestling. But to kind of step up and and be that guy that'll be the stepping stone to put these younger guys over, I think right now is is amazing. And honestly, I didn't expect anything less from Bully Ray. That's just the type of guy that he is. He's going to put his neck out on the line, you know, any chance that he can to kind of help and push and further somebody else's career because he knows exactly how that feels. And this is really from what I've seen of what's been kind of developing with this. They're working towards, you know, whether it's going to be at one of their bigger shows or whatnot, maybe all in, is that they're they're setting up for something between Coco Band and Bully Ray. Definitely, they are. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And that would be really cool. I mean, we, we can't say for 100% certainty that that's what's happening, but, I mean, it it does feel that that's exactly the way so that it's working. going. And I, I love it. I, I want to see Colt back into the ring again. Um, I've always been a fan of Colt Cabana. Um, he he just looks like the typical dad bod kind of guy and really doesn't have the rippled muscles and, and all of this mm-hmm. on him, but he knows how to work. Mm-hmm. And he can do do everything in the ring that any other person can do and sometimes even better and still all while having just a simple looking dad bod you know colt's one of those interesting guys in the business because he he looks and he wrestles very much like what you would expect a typical wrestler to be but then colt starts talking and then you realize just how unique of a character that he is he looks like a you know he dresses in a singlet nothing flashy with his look but then when colt starts talking you just see like okay this is somebody who's very different you know and uh you know with the the, the work in the ring i mean just he's uh somebody that is just just go watch some of his matches and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. And he's to. great on commentary and ring of honor. He's just, he's a very, uh, very good person in the business and somebody who's, uh, you know, hopefully going to be, uh, part of this thing with bully Ray. And I'm hoping I'm thinking that they're going to save that for all in. I, I, just had that I, feeling. I, I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a very diverse type of person when it comes to <clears throat> all aspects of the professional wrestling business. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, we had, uh, you know, just kind of hit on some of the highlights of the show. I'm not going to hit on every single match, but uh, we also had Austin Aries, uh, current uh, belt collector. <laughs> I like to kind of worry that he's uh, been winning a lot of titles or, with different promotions and even wearing the impact. Uh, uh, I think it's the, the grand uh, championship uh, to the show. I had it around his waist, camera zoomed right in, everything on him. Uh, him against Kenny King. 
a guy who's a real talent over there in uh, Ring of Honor as well. And just a great match between those two guys. Lots of good spots. And just, uh, you know, Austin Aries, I mean, you, you really get to see the potential in him and, you know, what WWE kind of missed out when it, when it comes to him. When you, just, when you watch him work in the ring. But it was, it just Vince thought he was undersized or, or what the opinion was on that. But, I mean, you just have to watch uh, him work in the ring and you just you go, wow. Definitely. And I think that that's... Um you know, maybe something that Austin Aries kind of went to all these companies that are like, oh, we want you now. We want you. We want you. We want you. After he was released from uh, the WWE. And I think he may have enough pull that he was kind of like, hey, so I'm willing to come and work for you. But here's the stipulation. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to I want to, you know, give that little bit of a jab to the. Uh, you know, to the the powers that be within the WWE and show them that no matter where I go, I can be the champion, mm-hmm. right? So whether that happened or not, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, that's, I, I think I would have done that. If I had multiple companies coming at me yeah. saying, hey, yeah, we know you're released. We'd love to have you part of our company. I think I'd be like, all right, so, you know, let's work together then. You make me the champion. And I'll work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has the luxury of working for a bunch of different promotions, and uh, yeah, a good example of you know outside of WWE, it just sits. It, it allows for a lot more unique and kind of dream kind of matchups when you know these companies allow you know wants to cross uh, back and forth. You know, we're starting to see a little bit of it with WWE. They had a little bit more flexibility with some of the promotions that you know like Evolve and that. I think that they're just kind of going to absorb them at some point. Yeah. And uh, that's why that you know some of those uh cross things can kind of happen there. Cuz I mean, obviously you're never going to see like a um for example, like a Carl Anderson working in a ring of honor, so you're just not going to see it. No. You know, but um to see Austin Aries work on an impact in an ROH show, absolutely you're going to see it because, you know, they, under, they understand, you know, that, um, you know, obviously they're, they're not going to topple WWE, but they can really make a name for themselves by allowing some of these ones to go from brand to brand to brand. And uh, it really just benefits all the promotions together by doing this. 100% it right, does. So. And, I mean, it, it kind of, and I know I'm going to kind of go on to a little bit of a topic that, that I, I don't think that we were really going to go into right now, but... It, with Austin Aries going around and doing this and he's, he's got the belt for, you know, this promotion and this promotion and this promotion and that promotion. And he's going and working and defending each one of those titles on a regular basis. Unlike someone in the WWE (laughs) who has pretty much taken a title belt that they, that they brought in and created and has made it pretty much defunct now. Mm. Um, so it's I, I love being able to see Austin Aries going around and continuing to work a full time schedule while being multiple promotional champion. Yeah, I mean it's it's just amazing, and I'm sure that he is loving it. Now you hinted at something that we're going to hit up, but uh, quickly, you know, the last kind of highlight, uh, you know, from th- this. Um ROH show was uh, that triple threat match for the ROH title with uh, Dalton Castle, uh, Cody Rhodes, and Marty Skrull. Just three guys, uh, you know, some of the best talents that they have right now. They're especially Dalton Castle. I mean, if you're, he's one of those guys where 
no matter what you you like in professional wrestling, you're going to find something about him that you like. Whether you say maybe you don't like his character, but you can't not like what he does in the ring, you know, or, or vice versa. I mean, there, there's just something about there that kind of appeals to everybody because he, yeah. he has, yeah, he has that flamboyant style. But you know, when it comes to wrestling in the ring, he can do it. You know, just uh, he's uh, just a, a very multi-talented guy and the perfect person right now to be that title holder. They, there was another guy back years ago, 90s era, WWF, um, Lex Luger, and they called him the total package. Mm. Uh, right now, I think in this era, the total package is Dalton Castle. Mm. The man has the look. The man has the flamboyance that he carries very well. Mm. The man has the in-ring capabilities and the man can talk on the microphone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's got a tick for absolutely everything that would make you and consider you a total package. And I think in the indie promotion side of things, and, and I, and I hate using that word, the indie promotion, because I, I don't see ring of honor isn't really an indie promotion, Not right? Anymore. But on, on that, a non WWE side of things, Dalton castle is the total package. Mm. You know, and the more and more, you know, venturing a little bit more on this topic before we go to the last thing I'm going to talk about with Brock Lesnar and that universal title. I'll put out a statement here that I've kind of hit up before and I'll throw it your way and see if you agree with me. ROH is the new WCW. Yes. It's tur- it's turning more and more into that. It definitely is. You know, yep. it, it just it, it has more of that feel, but they're doing it the right way, not the way the WCW did it. They are. And and I think it boils down to them not having an endless supply of money from a Mr. Ted Turner, right? They they have to really budget and and watch what they're doing and, you know, really promote for t-shirt sales and and merchandise and stuff like that, right? So you're right. Um I think that they are on their way and on the path to becoming like the next WCW. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think that it will ever get that big because I just I just don't see the financial backing really available for that. But yeah, I mean, now that they're partnered up with New Japan Pro, there's a real potential for that to be that to be that strong number two company that we've been looking for with those two partnered together. Definitely, there is. Especially Definitely. Now that they're venturing more over into the U.S., you know, we have. You know, we have Kota Ibushi over here all the time. We have, you know, uh, Okada coming over. We have Naito coming over all the time. I mean, just it, it's the them partner together is the strong number two to compete against WWE. And to kind of go along with that just quickly here, um, I think Triple H saw and noticed that. And I think that that right now is the reason why we're seeing expansions and we're seeing work with progress pro wrestling and we're seeing WWE NXT UK Mm -hmm. being born. Um, I I think that they, because Triple H is not a stupid man and I'm sure that he follows every aspect of the business and what the other companies are doing so that he can one up them and be better. And this is, just another way for him to grow and build and become bigger so that they remain on the top and a huge distance away from a number two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, personally, I think that that's the reason why we're starting to see more, more independent promotions being endorsed by the WWE. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see expansions happening because we've got ring of honor 
working very closely with New Japan Pro. Now, speaking of WWE doing stupid things, which I think uh, they're doing right now with Brock Lesnar and that Universal title, what the hell are they doing with that? What is going on? That title means absolutely nothing now. It means nothing. It, you're right, and it's very sad because I personally was a huge fan of that belt when it came out. I, I loved it. I loved the, the the look of it. I loved the whole aspect behind it. It's the Universal Championship, which means that it's it's the biggest championship that's out there, right? And now they've made it absolutely garbage and nothing because they won't follow their own rules of a you know a 30 day compete clause mm-hmm. and now it means nothing they should strip him of the belt they should put it into a tournament or something and allow the belt to be showcased on raw every week like it should be as opposed to three times a year what i think is going to happen and i know you're not going to be a fan of this but uh, I mean, I mean, first of all, I mean that uh, with Brock only competing once in a while, and he's not even going to be defending the belt at SummerSlam, from what I've seen, That's, yeah. which is ridiculous. But you're not going to like this. But I think that they're going to have to get rid of that title and just go back to the one WWE World Title for it to, for it to have real meaning again. That, that that main title, I think you need to just have one. I, as much as I don't want to agree, I kind of have to agree. Um, I, I like the idea of there being, you know, the SmackDown brand with their title and Raw brand with their title. But at this point, you're the WWE. Yeah. Now, I understand that, you you know, you call the fans and stuff the universe. So you mm-hmm. had the universal title. I get that. I understand that. I was a huge fan of that. Loved the idea. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're one company, one champion of the world mm-hmm. should be set and that's the way it should be um yeah i mean the whether old- whether they're gonna strip lesnar of the title or or like just have him lose somehow or or what I, I don't know but you're right i think we are going to see it come down to just one title again the only way that another major title would work like that for your other brand to have their own separate title is because right now just the raw and smackdown aren't different enough for it to, to have any real meaning, that, that SmackDown, that other title or other show that has that title would have to be very significantly, you know, just appearance-wise and talent-wise, everything would have to be significantly different for that title to mean anything again. Well, I mean, a classic example of that is NXT. Yeah. Right? You've got the WWE, you've got the main roster WWE, then you've got NXT. NXT has yeah. its own champion because there's a big differential between the two of them. ECW. Right? The, ECW the, the new was, ECW belt that, that we actually have right above us here in the studio that you're such a big fan of, that title meant something because ECW was different enough from the regular programming to mean something. That's right. The Universal title doesn't have that anymore. It's been it's been sullied. It's been dirty by Brock Lesnar, only defending it a handful of times, and um, that works to a certain extent to have this, uh, you know, this person holding the belt that just can't drop it and you know can't lose it or anything like that. That's only because you're not defending it. That's right. right? Yeah, uh, just it's it's such it's so frustrating because 
it's weird because with Brock Lesnar, you want to like the guy. I mean, he's a, he's basically a Canadian now. Yeah, you know, he lives in Canada. I mean, you want to like the guy, but uh, just he's he's obviously he, he's smart. He's taking advantage of the situation, but I mean, it's it's really deterred and really taken away from the WWE product. I think it's a reason why a lot of people, you know, aren't as big on the WWE right now because that one of the major titles is never around. And honestly, one of my biggest complaints about Lesnar not being there is that I don't get to see enough of Paul Heyman anymore. Know, right? Right? No. <laughs> so now What's not Paul only have not only have we we lost Brock Lesnar and only see him, you know, yeah. three, four times a year, not only are we not seeing the Universal title and only seeing it a couple of times a year, but now we've totally lost Paul Heyman and we're only seeing him a few times a year as well. Yeah. Right? So now we've got three things that the WWE has taken and just crapped on. Not in a porta potty kind of way, <laughs> but just literal crapped on, and now the fans are losing out because of this, and it's it's very sad to see, and it, it kind of I, I get heated, I, I really do, I kind of get heated over the situation because I feel like I I, I invest a lot of money and, and time into the WWE. I've got the network. I buy you know t-shirts i do i do all these different things you know when when events are are close enough that i can go i try to go to to events and stuff like that i i we we talk about it on the podcast yep. i mean we do a lot of stuff for the wwe that i feel i've been cheated out of something now <laughs> yeah. right i think we'll we'll end off with one last thing still talking about the same thing what well, we I think we should do with this universal title. I'll, I'll give my opinion, and then I'll, I'll let you uh, with your idea. Sure. What I think it should be done with the universal title: a, you strip it off Brock Lesnar, or you have him lose. Clearly, that that needs to happen, and then you replace the universal title with the North American title. You already have that other title, and you replace it with that, and then it will then it will actually mean something. It's different enough to then mean something. That's what that's how I would go about dealing with this universal title situation. I would do things a little bit differently. Um, I think I would rehash an old storyline that oh, happened. Oh. Okay. And I know you hate that. You work you, for the WWE, don't you? You, you hate rehashes. <laughs> I, I understand that. When they're too similar, I hate it. But hear me out here. No. Okay. So we're going to have, let's say, Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. Okay. okay? Because Braun Strowman is the monster in the bank right now. Yeah, he so is. he's he's going to have to cash in that contract at some point. Now, what's going to happen to that belt? Mm-hmm. You've got these two monsters, these two behemoths that are in the ring where let's say they make it a hardcore match or they make it a false count anywhere match or, or you know something like that. That title gets destroyed and we see a reincarnation of a hardcore championship mm. using the universal title belt. And there's your there's your uh, storyline for Extreme Rules. Yes, if they want to do it very soon. That's right. Interesting. I, I can I can dig that. I think uh, yeah, I think either or might be a good thing to, to just bring please some legitimacy to another brand title. I think uh, you know your scenario or even uh, replacing with the North American title would be better than what is currently happening. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. So yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. It said uh, there's a lot to actually. Also, that's kind of happened that I mean, we didn't really get to. You know, Bron or uh, Bron, um, Bray Wyatt's been involved in a car accident. Uh, as, you know, as far as I know, we know he's going to be okay. You know, just there's a lot of other things going on that we're just not going to have time to get to. But uh, if there's more that happens, hey, we'll uh, 
we'll definitely uh, talk about in the next episode. Yeah, and I mean, we're just going to touch on that super quick because you brought it up then. Um, Bray Wyatt was involved in a head-on collision. Mm. The vehicle that he was in is totaled. Bray Wyatt not necessarily walked away from it, but he is coming away from it going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, He will be out for a little bit of time, but... That's just all precautionary to make sure that he is going to be good, make sure that there's no concussions, make sure that, you know, body parts and everything are, are okay. Yeah. But we here at least want to wish Bray Wyatt a good and a speedy recovery, as mm. well as to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I want to throw that out there because he just had uh, hip replacement surgery. Yes, I posted the same so, as well. Yeah. Yep. So we want to make sure that we, you know, give a, a little bit of love to, you know, a guy that we kind of grew up watching and... Uh, cheering on throughout Mm. the years so bray wyatt ricky the dragon steamboat both of you best of luck hope you both heal up quickly and we're rooting for you i have one more uh thing i want to get to before we uh, wrap up this episode and it's sort of a a wrestling meets tech talk type thing because i think that this is something that may interest some of you if you uh have a combination of two things if you are an honor club subscriber and if you are an xbox one owner you're in luck because what you can do, and this is very similar to the Chromecast type thing, is that you know, on your on your phone, you can tell your Xbox One to play the current video you have queued up on your phone. Oh, nice. It connects as basically like a, a casting option through that. You don't have to have anything extra installed on your Xbox One. You just um, click on it. It's, there's actually a Chromecast button at the top, and then there's another one that just has like a little TV button. You press on that. You choose your Xbox One. It streams. It doesn't pull from your phone. The phone's just telling the Xbox what to do. Yeah. And then it, it pulls that episode from the cloud through ROH's website. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah, I um, yeah, just thought I'd mention this as a quick thing. Uh, if you are Honor Club subscriber, and you should be because they put out a kick-ass product, and you own an Xbox One, it's a really easy solution, and there's no extra thing to do there. So it's awesome. Nice. So I think we'll end off this episode here, Carl, and uh, you can uh, tell everybody about our social media, and I will uh, tell everybody where they can uh, listen to us from. Definitely. Social media, same as always. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching out at JK Podcasts with an S on the end because, well, someone else had JK Podcasts. So, JK Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, for listening to the episode, there's actually something new that's kind of happened. But, uh, of course, you can always find us on uh, on Podbean at jnkpodcast.podbean.com on YouTube. And on iTunes, and on top of that, recently, Google has, uh, outside of Google Play Music, they've actually made their own podcast app for Android devices, and you can find our stuff on there as well. It's all, all done through Podbean, it directs, and if you have any of those other podcatchers, you'll, of course, find us on there as well. That's so right. pretty much wherever you can listen to podcasts, you will find us. All right, well, I think that's a good way to end things, Carl, and uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Ciao. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jacked and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. This is the Top Gun Chase Britt, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast.